Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Joe Zimmel and Valerie Friedman. Well, right before we went on the air today, uh, Julia Pastel and I were figure- trying to figure out how many years in a row we've done this March Madness Spectacular feature- featuring the aforementioned uh, Julia Pastel from CT Improv uh, and uh, Bill Curry from BillCurry.com, which doesn't really exist anyway. Uh, and we, but was, we concluded a lot, a lot of years, many years. But we didn't get more specific than that. Um, and then we got tired. I think it might be like 20, <laughs> 2012, maybe. I don't know. We might have started it. I thought you were going to say 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, I would 20 agree years. with 700 that. 700 years. So, um, and you guys look great. <laughs> thank you. Would say, you know? We've both had a lot of work done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, we, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about March Madness the way that we usually do. And by that, I mean that Bill uh, has some serious things that he would like to say about basketball. Julia does not have any serious things that she would like to say about basketball. A little bit later in the show, Brian Curtis who's editor-at-large for The Ringer, is going to join us, talk a little bit more about uh, basketball. And also, towards the end of the show, every year, this is the tradition, the obscure college president of the year. Uh, this year it will be the president of Lipscomb College. I've already talked to him. He did seem to like not know certain key things about <laughs> that are going on on campus right now. But anyway, he's uh, a, a jovial person indeed. So do you, do Lipscomb, you tell them that it's, they're the, the obscure college? I, do, I don't use the word like obscure. hidden treasure or yeah. underappreciated. Yeah, or, I think obscure, yeah. though. Obscure college. I mean, did you ever heard of Lipscomb College prior to, like, sort of the bracket being drawn up? I went to Lipscomb. You didn't go to Lipscomb. <laughs> I'm a proud alumnus. Lipscomb College is like this very, very conservative Christian school. But not a Catholic school like where, where you went. Well, not like the conservative Christian school that I went to, right, Georgetown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no wonder I got confused. Julia, you never heard of Lipscomb Lipscomb University? No, I, I Lipscomb don't think University. so. Right. A hidden gem. Uh, it is a hidden gem. <laughs> <laughs> a hidden gem. <laughs> Usually we feature Wofford. That's our favorite obscure college. But Wofford didn't do so well this year. Um, all right, so we're going to begin with um, some overarching sentiments. Um, so, um, Bill, why don't you start? What's your if you had to sort of put your overarching philosophy about this year's NCAA tournament into just you know one little nutshell? What would be in that nutshell? Well, first of all, it's a uh, uh, it's uh, being it, it it's so illustra- il- illustrative of the United States at this time. It's taking place under an extraordinary cloud of an FBI investigation, not just of one or two schools, but of literally the entire sport. I actually tried to replace you with Jim Comey this year just as the analyst, (laughs) Uh, but he's just not not available. And as with the Olympics, these things fade. When you get to the moment, the game game overtakes that. I, I, I don't know how many people will have their minds on the FBI investigation, but it won't be that many. Uh, you know, it'd be a small number even, I guess. And and just two things, though. Do people care about this stuff? Yeah, they care more about watching basketball during March Madness. But they care about what's happening, and and they should. Uh, I was taking a look at the list of all the uh, schools that have won multiple championships. Uh, and, and with the exception of UCLA, I don't know that UCLA is under investigation, but all the others have people who are looking at serious possibilities of prison time. Mm-hmm. For crimes committed while playing NCAA Division One basketball. Right. So this is an today. important statistic to remember. Five of the last six NCAA champions are located in Russia. 
Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So that's one overarching sentiment. Julia, uh, you always have a theory, a working hypothesis for people who've got their brackets out, yeah. but they don't know. They're staring. They see all these names. They don't know what to do. They don't know what names to write in or anything like that. Yes. Who are, are these gonna... schools? Who are these people? Okay. Yeah. So this year, my method, I really had to reach. Um, so what I did was I went on TripAdvisor and I looked up a ridiculous <laughs> local attraction <laughs> for every college town so some of these places are big schools like miami and some of them are in the middle of nowhere so we are attraction versus attraction could i just interject that julia who (laughs) is less interested in basketball than the average person spends way more time filling out her brackets i mean this is hours and hours of work that you just did Uh, it was a journey uh, through america i know it's i know i'm not supposed to interject here either but i would like to say this lady is some kind of crazy. Right. Okay, go ahead. All I right. could have spent the last that was a eight, hot take. eight years or whatever learning about basketball, but instead <laughs> I just Google <laughs> everything. I've, I've been till 2010 is when we started doing this. 2010. Oh, oh wow. wow! So do yeah, the math. Nine years. Yeah. Ten years. Nine years. Well, so, ten years. Twelve so, years. Seventeen. I Thirteen yeah. years. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I have some really so, hot matchups. Yeah, give this us year. Give, give us a couple of hot matchups. Walk okay. us through those. Sure, 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 sure. Um, okay, so what we've got? Um, let's see. We'll just start right right at the top here. We have. Um, let's see. Let me find a good one. Okay, first we've got in Virginia. All right, so we've got a hop on, hop off beer and wine tour. That in, sounds fun. In Charlottesville. Yep. Yeah. And then that's up against UBM UMBC. And they are much smaller. So what they have is a small community theater in the woods that um, <laughs> the review was hilarious. In the woods of Baltimore? Uh, no, it's actually in Cantonsville. That's okay. the important thing, County. just outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, the show attendees were mostly middle-aged, which is a plus because the atmosphere was fun but calm. That was the TripAdvisor review of local attraction in this yeah. town. We I also know that. that, that I'm at that age. Fun but calm? Yeah. 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 So, That's great. So number 16C, UMBC also has as its mascot the Retriever, the Golden Retriever, right? Or is it the Retriever? But it's kind of a scary-looking Retriever. It's kind of growling. So, I mean, as but, you as, – well, first of all, let's let, – let's how does that lead us yeah. to a pick? Hop on, hop off, but sure. beer and wine versus theater in the woods. Well, I mean, you really have to ask what's going to produce better basketball players. Right. So I'm going to go with theater in the woods for this one, which yeah. is a huge upset. I think that's right. Big upset. I think that's right. Huge uh, upset. Yeah. Wow. I mean, aren't you taking hop on? Uh, you know, if, seriously. If this, let me just say, if this, if this turns out to be true, it's be like that octopus that picked all the horse races, or what, what, what right. was that? You know, they, the Super Bowl. I it was forget. actually a horse that picked a lot of octopus races. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah, close. Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah I mean, another great yeah. one here but is. I, I agree with the logic. All right, let's hear another word of Julia's, and then Bill will uh, try to mansplain to her. Sure, sure, yeah. no problem. Okay. Always a show highlight. <laughs> so, um, one that I particularly enjoy is uh, Seton Hall versus NC. State. Now, Seton Hall is in Newark, New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. So I selected, there wasn't a lot of choices. Oh, I have to say before we go too deep, every single town in America has churches, parks, and escape rooms. So escape rooms, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. took those out. You happen to be uh, in Hartford's right now, but anyway, go <laughs> <right>. ahead. <laughs> so uh, for Seton Hall, I chose the New Jersey Transit, which is an a excellent light rail. And for NC is State. Is it a tourist destination? Yes, that was one of no, the choices on TripAdvisor. No, go ahead, you're in charge. That's, and, uh, that's not considered hop on, hop off. It's very dangerous. <laughs> uh, very dangerous to treat that as a hop on, hop off. Anyway. NC State, we have Pump It Up, which is seems like a weird place where you can drop off your kids to be watched. So, you know, That's the name of the place where you leave your kids? Pump It Up. Um, 
that's right. So that, for a big sports town, the only daycare with steroids. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, to go back to your FBI investigation yeah. stuff. I um, want to know what juice break is like. Yeah. Bump it up anyway. Go ahead. Right. It's so uh, Arkansas versus Butler. That's Boingo Bounce, which is a giant bounce house like festival. <laughs> Versus uh, Butler has an American drugstore museum. So I feel like we have to take the drugstore museum out because who knows what the players are putting in their bodies. Oh, no. I think that's a good thing, though. I want to go to a drugstore museum. And I don't want to go to a bouncy house because they're they're covered with MRSA. I think we know it gives them the edge. Can I get in trouble for saying that? She's saying it's wrong. She's trying to take a moral position on this. No, but think about it. She's saying we shouldn't do it. What's going to produce a better basketball player? Bouncy houses? Yes, they, that requires a lot of athleticism. Up and down. It's kind of you got that up and down thing. I guess, bouncing. I guess the ball guess. dribbling. It's yeah. a. It's I can a see where really she's going. She's wrong, here. Yeah. but I can see where she's <laughs> going with this. So uh, now you get to do some analysis, Bill Curry. Okay, but as, again, as I said, it took me it took me all these nine years to realize that the only reason I'm here is to be boring. And I'm, well, it's not the I, only it's like, reason. Yeah, no, it's a big reason, yeah, but it's really, not the only yeah, reason. Uh, let me say, it's the sine qua non. If I weren't boring, <laughs> I wouldn't be here. Let's face it, okay? And uh, I would just like to say, for those handful of people who like basketball who are still listening, uh, uh, I would point out two teams that I kind of like. And one is Michigan State. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spartans uh, and the other is Virginia. Right. So and, we already uh, know however, Virginia. I'm a little off. On, I'm a little off on Michigan State now because um, the uh, uh, one of their players is uh, under is really uh, got the FBI spotlight on him. So that kind of took the tang and out of it. For Virginia me. has a broken wrist problem with and the player. Virginia has a broken wrist, which problem. happened in a bouncy castle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's all true. Yeah. And um, which is why they're not a good idea for that's basketball right. players. You know, things have gotten so much more entertaining right here since we fired the fact checker. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Virginia plays uh, old style, uh, uh, real defense, and they they have gotten to the top of the uh, AP top twenty five uh, by playing the kind of defense that the last time I saw it was here in Connecticut. Jim Calhoun, those nineties teams, Ricky Moore, best defensive player I ever saw in college. And I think that there's a lot less of that going on. And Michigan State plays a really tough inside game. And both these teams are kind of throwbacks to the way basketball used to be before it became, uh, and the NCAA every year, a little more like the NBA, which is star-driven, which at some point brings you back to the FBI investigation. And it's part of what I think has kind of gone wrong with things. So I vote for those two teams. Yeah. Would you like me to also mention, should I mention my favorite matchup? All right. Before that, I'd like to point out this year, uh, because of the FBI investigation, uh, Michael Flynn is the coach of uh, Radford. <laughs> Mike Flynn is actually coaching one of the teams this year. I'm not sure how that happened, but uh, it may just be uh, like a witness protection thing where they put him in. Actually, pr- if you wanted to hide somebody, having them coach the Radford basketball team wouldn't be yeah, a bad idea. All right. What's your what's your matchup? My and then top we're matchup to is this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, I picked this up off one of your Facebook posts, and it's Iona. Uh, Iona College, which was named for uh, uh, Iona in the Outer Hebrides, a uh, beautiful island. Uh, some Christian brothers came here, came to the Maritime Provinces, came down toward New York, founded a college. Uh, as we we're talking about these, so many good uh, basketball teams come from religious schools. They're number 16. Uh, they're playing Saturday against Duke. So they've got this great uh, Christian tradition, and they're playing a team that is actually part owned by the devil himself right uh and, uh and they're called devils yeah and they are they are well, yeah i was getting to that oh yeah. stepping on your own sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah they are gonna, and so it would i agree and they've got grayson allen who is the devil's actual son right uh, this is uh, originally named damien uh playing for them and, i mean i really uh, do think grayson allen may be some kind of weird sociopath he's like uh 
Well, never mind. He's like that guy in Breaking Bad that was, you know, well, never mind. Keep going. Keep that's going. right. Yeah. Because you're a real Christian, and that's a whole other thing. That's right. a good way to look at it. That's the right way to look at it. There's no question about it. But he is a little annoying. And we're, uh, we're going so, you, so anyway, so you've got Iona. Yeah. And, and, and the great thing is that what it would take for Iona to win uh, is a miracle. Yeah. So you know, watch Saturday. They have access. I, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm predicting an actual miracle, the first 16 upset of number one. Uh, in uh, in the history of uh, of the tournament. Wow. Well, oh. that would be that would mean a glow in the dark mini golf course would beat a Lemur <laughs> Center, which would also be ridiculous. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. So, uh, so who has the glow in the? Uh, Iona has. Iona the has glow in the dark mini golf. Mini golf, and Duke has a Lemur Center. Oh, a Lemur Center is so good, though, right? So good. Don't you want to go to a Lemur Center? Yeah. Oh, glow yeah. in the dark. That's good. Who's, what's Iona got again? Glow, glow in, the in the dark mini, mini golf. Mini they're, golf. They're mini both golf. good. Yeah, they're both really good. Or if you could have one of those and just let the lemurs run around on it too, that would be <laughs> that would be good. If yeah, if there were glow in the dark the lemurs, two. I would go to that. Yeah. Now. So so who are you come? So I'm I'm picking Iona. I'm picking number sixteen I'm, Iona. I'm in a miracle go, in, in, in a miracle matchup uh, winning the beating Duke. Who are you picking? I'm going with the lemurs. Me too. Yeah. Uh, so while I'm talking, so actually, you guys are really like establishment politics. Well, no. you know, it's just the conventional. Really, when all comes, you go so all this, you know, who's their mascot? What do they eat? What are their tourist attractions? And uh, and then it turns out she's like a kind of like conventional wisdom. Well, no, for example, uh, the actually the good matchup, Julia. I know this might be hard to find on your on your bracket, but I'm the ready. the University of Pennsylvania versus Kansas, which is another sixteen versus one. So it'll be at a, probably an extreme corner somewhere uh, on your thing. This is considered to be the best. N- no sixteen seed has ever upset upset a one seed, and this is uh, supposed to be the best chance in history for such a thing to happen because UPenn is probably a little bit underseeded at 16. Kansas might be a tiny bit overseeded at one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, there's an actual chance of this happening. And what the, they've been saying on a lot of the sports shows is it really comes down to what they have in TripAdvisor, and they were not able to look that kind of stuff up. So, well, uh, this is um, actually, wow, this is, I didn't know if this was going to come up, but <laughs> Penn was the only place not to have a TripAdvisor. Like, there's zero things. But, but Kansas, but they're, I mean, but they're in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I mean, there must be you know, the Rocky statue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not in. So they're technically in like a university town. So that doesn't I you could count. Say alternate universe, no trip <laughs> advisor. Yeah. So I guess they are their own attraction. <laughs> you um, versus uh, for Kansas, we have a biodiversity center that seems pretty cool. Biodiversity. So that would be that would yeah. be a big. I don't feel that's, that's a deal not breaker. That exciting. Wait, so it's the Rocky statue versus the Biodiversity Center. Perfect. There you go. You kidding me? Well, it's pretty clear cut. Don't well, you as think? Bill Burr pointed really? out, you know, <laughs> until recently, <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia's sports traditions were so bad that their big commemorated hero is a fictional boxer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and they didn't have a statue of Joe Frazier. Which he thought might be because perhaps some of their odd attitudes about race in that city, uh, but they now they adjusted that. They did do something about that. They now have a Joe Frazier statue. So the one thing I want to point out this year is like if there's a motto, if there's a motto for this tournament that describes an unusual feature of this tournament, it would be this. You tell that wildcat behind the wheel not to slow down, though. <laughs> Because in fact there are there are four Wildcats uh, teams and there's a Wildcat on Wildcat matchup in the first round that might be followed by another Wildcat. In other words, maybe a second round. Uh, you've got Davidson playing. Um, uh, who's Davidson playing in the first round? One of the one of the many. Well, oh, uh, Kentucky. Davidson's playing Kentucky, and then I think that leads to a game with Arizona, also a Wildcat team. So you've got a lot of Wildcats playing Wildcats. 
Um, I feel like that shouldn't be allowed. Like you shouldn't have two mascots. Two. Once it's taken, it's taken. Oh, you mean you, only one team can be the Wildcats? Yeah. And only one team can be. Yeah. Well, that that could. I think it would be. Well, you know what that would lead to? Biodiversity, yeah. which they believe in in Kansas. <laughs> You'd yeah. have more biodiversity if not everybody could be a Wildcat. And only it, one team could. Be. It would make people you be know. more creative, right. About how fierce your personalities are. have merged. I mean, it's right. like we're getting almost the identical analysis. <laughs> wow. You Jeez. consider this you know, analysis? Like, yeah, yeah, what's left of you is just a pod. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Julia. Julia has overtaken. <laughs> you, do you think that's? You think, you think Julia has corrupted my ability to think about basketball? That might yeah, be true. Yeah, I think I think. Well, I mean, I just think that she's overtaken. I'm not upset. Corruption about that. is a word I don't throw around that much. All right. So <laughs> we're going to talk about corruption in the next segment. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back. We'll have these wonderful. They're sort of the hosts. I'm kind of just the sidekick on this show. And uh, but Brian Curtis will be joining us also from the Ringer as a guest, assuming he doesn't just hang up based on what he heard what he's heard so far. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> All right. All right. We're back. The question has come up. Is anybody still listening? So if you want to uh, establish that, you can tweet at us. Tweet at us at WNPR Colin at WNPR Colin. If you are still listening, that's all you have to do is say I'm still listening. You don't have to be, you know, you could think of something funny to say. That would be nice, too. Uh, In studio is Bill Curry playing the part of Bill Curry. Julia Pistel, a founding member of CT Improv. Uh, Towards the end of the show today, we will have our annual obscure college president of the year. He's the president of Lipscomb College. We reached him, I'm not kidding, in the Cayman Islands, <laughs> which, which I know doesn't sound good. I know that sounds like it might be connected to some of this yeah, FBI stuff. That's the bursar's office. Right. Uh, <laughs> but joining us right now is one of our favorite uh, regular guests here, uh, not regular enough if, to suit my needs. Uh, Brian Curtis is joining us, editor-at-large at The Ringer. also has a terrific podcast, which I've just recently discovered, called Press Box, uh, and, which is uh, a lot of fun to listen to and covers a lot of the things that we tend to be interested in here. So, Brian Curtis, welcome back to our airwaves. I'm still listening. Oh, good. Right? That's good. Okay. <laughs> We've got right. one. There's one. Yeah, I don't know if you can, can you count the guest as a you listener. Have to. You know? No, you sure. Can. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay. In fact, that brings us to four. Right. <laughs> so, Brian, one of the things that we thought about doing uh, this year was uh, instead of having Bill Curry as our regular ba- basketball analyst, having uh, James Comey come on. Uh, just you know, somebody with FBI background seems would be you know pretty relevant here. So this is one of the overarching themes of this year, right? Is that you know the FBI is <laughs> actually maybe even wiretapping some of the people involved in our beloved national pastime? Yeah, you're not, you know, when you say follow the money, you're not necessarily sure we you're talking about the front page of the newspaper, right, or the sports page in this case. Uh, it's been, I think, the most noise. It also, I think there's a little bit of a parallel by what we're going through in politics when, you know, the whole point of this, right, is who is the bag man in this case? Who 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 is the person who provided the money? Who is the go-between between you know, allegedly between principals like Arizona's uh, coach Sean Miller and and the players and all these things. It's a little weird. I do think this is going to be like the Olympics, though. Remember, you know how for for the Olympics we spend three or four years talking about corruption and graft and all the horrible things that the host city has to do to get the games? And then as soon as the Olympics starts, the, the very second we go, ooh, ooh, what's curling? Oh, this is great, you know? So mm-hmm. I kind of think that's going to happen with the NCAA tournament starting on Thursday morning. Right. Well, Bill, that's a similar point to you. You, you were saying essentially the same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, look, there's this whole thing about, you know, who, who really cares? And obviously the sports fans and the fans of each, each sport, whether it's the Olympics or basketball, 
they you know suspend other interests for the uh, uh, you know for the big show. I hope that doesn't mean that people don't care enough. Uh, you know, certainly to, to uh, the Olympic experience has been that uh, that what you you constantly see are authorities who want to clean it up, uh, clean the sport up just enough to keep their jobs, uh, <laughs> and uh, and and so. Uh, I'm hoping that the FBI coming in here, that a real outside law enforcement uh, uh, entity can make a real difference. I think it's also, by the way, what's happening off the court affects what's happening on the court. I think it's affected the quality of the game. I think it's affected every aspect of, of, of college basketball, uh, the the money. This is, this is uh, uh, you know, this is literally pay to play, uh, and it's not what it was supposed to be. Although I would say, so I forget to mention, one of Julia's jobs in this segment is to occasionally use the phrase Ken Palm in a sentence. Mm. You can use it any way you want. You can use it as a <laughs> verb. You can, you know, just it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just an sure. all-purpose phrase. And it's it's fun fun to say. Just practice saying Ken Palm. And Ken Palm. Yeah. Ken Palm. See, it's, it's nice to say. It's like Stormy Daniels. It's a fun yeah. thing to say. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not like Stormy it's Daniels not, in any other way. It's not that much fun, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I, I, the one point that I would make is that uh, – one of the things that came up here was this notion that maybe uh, Arizona paid $100,000 uh, to get DeAndre Ayton to come there, which I think is actually the best use of 100000 I mean, if that if all that cost was $100,000, I mean, that was yeah, pretty thrifty budgeting by Arizona, if that's what it turned out. Uh, but, but to your point, Brian and Bill, but Brian, to your point, I mean, nobody's going to be talking about that. They're just going to be watching DeAndre Ayton, who strongly resembles in his impact on the court one of those monsters those kaiju monsters in pacific rim <laughs> yeah absolutely i think sports fans are very good at uh are very good at you know keeping things in different parts of their mind you know and maybe we would say closing their eyes but i but i think they're good at keeping things in their mind also by the way i think i think the greatness of the ncaa tournament is like the oldest sports story is uh you know david versus goliath right which i think even made the back page of the new york daily news when it happened but um the ncaa <laughs> tournament is that every round and you don't need like months of of you know sports writers and people in the media telling you the story you just look right you just look at those numbers 16 versus one all right i get that you know five versus 12 every year we see there's an upset in that in that game and you know, it's a people. It brings in all these people who don't care about this stuff, who don't really know who these players are, and never will, but can enjoy the spectacle all the same. Julie, what do you think about that? I think, uh, wow, Ken Palm loves an underdog, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Ken Palm does not love. Ken Palm is incapable of love. But that was a good thing to say. I'd also like to point out that the New York Times failed to do an obituary on Bathsheba, and they are now apologizing for that, too. So they may have covered David versus Goliath, but uh, they're making up for some, some other mistakes that the, that they made. Did you have an observation? You seem like you're ready to make an observation, Bill. Curry. Well, just that, that, you know, my as with politics, that, you know, does anyone care is the biggest thing. And we tend to look at everything now as if it were a reality show. People all watch reality shows. They know they're, they know they're rigged. They know they're scripted. They watch them anyway. Uh, it's like the quiz shows of the 50s that were found out to be all rigged or some some rigged. No one really cared. And it's reached the point where our politics is almost the same way. Uh, and, again, everybody is like a fanatical alumnus. And uh, and so maybe you just give up. Maybe you just let the agents bribe the players to play defense, you know? I mean, maybe you just accept the system into which you've fallen. Or well, the, someone's got to come in and really clean this thing Players up. ought to be able to make some money out of this. Everybody else makes yeah, insane yeah, amounts I, of money. I, I, I get this real issue. But, you know, I look back again. This is my, like, old Mr. Wilson, get off my lawn right. kind of stuff. But 
I remember I remember when Connecticut was part of the Yankee Conference. Our big five rivals were the other New England states. And the ball was and made of wood, math, too. It, they had a wooden yeah, ball. Yeah, in yes, yes, bite me. Uh, but student athletes were actually students. The, the people in the stands were, weren't lobbyists and, and big alumni donors. The seasons were actually the, the, the length of, of actual seasons. And somewhere in all of this, you know, I get that it's become the biggest show on earth, uh, but you know the star system that is that, that this has produced and the quality the, the, the kind of basketball it's produced as well um i i don't think it's done that much and here in connecticut at uconn mm. uh where we were all thrilled with how basketball raised our 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 national reputation sports as a whole you put throw football in there with it it's draining the coffers it's costing the reputation you can make a basketball can make a, 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 a university, Michigan State, but it can't make it in Michigan. If you want, you know, we need to build a great research university. There's an argument being made here that this has become actually a distraction and somewhat of a tarnish. All right, we only have a lot to be done. We only have a lot to begin by cleaning it up. We have two listeners, Mary Beth uh, and Dan Ruff are on the Twitters at WNPR. Well, we have two people who are willing to admit they're they, listening. They don't yeah, want to hear a lot others. of public policy about that, though. Julie, did you have anything you wanted to say about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's really interesting. I mean, there's a limit to how far basketball can bring you, right? You're supposed to say Ken Palm. Ken Palm. Yeah. Uh, all right, <laughs> sorry, so, I had real thoughts. So, yeah, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah. So um, Never let that happen yeah. again, okay? <laughs> so, Brian, I, Brian, I'm done for the show. That's yeah. it. You know what? So, Brian Curtis, speaking of looking back in time and get off my lawn and all that kind of stuff. So, there was a time when really all we had to go on was, you know, any games that we'd watched and stuff we'd read about. And you get your pencil out and you scratch your head. And then Nate Silver came into the world. <laughs> through the same... Through yeah, the, and it was just... Just as revelatory to me when I was 13 and started looking at the betting lines and realizing that the team with the lower number in the tournament wasn't always a favorite in these games, and I went, "Whoa!" <laughs> and now I feel like I had a similar experience when I when I get on 538 and I can look and see that Virginia not only has a 98 percent chance to win their first round game over University of Maryland, Baltimore County, which I would have probably figured, yeah. but has an 18 percent chance to win the entire tournament, right? Wow. And that's that's fascinating. You know, for, excuse me, 14 percent, and I can go you know, down the line by games. And, you know, I, I feel that in a way it's good because I used to love to do NCAA pools. And at some point I felt like everybody knew more than me. And I was, you know, the pool player walking into the pool room in Minnesota fats goes, Hey kid, you know, you like pool or something like that. And I was just giving away money, mm. but now I feel like I have a fighting chance. So I'm, you know, I'm, I've been on this thing all morning. Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, the entire career of Nate Silver is based on the premise of giving nerd underdogs a chance to compete against cool people. Uh, I mean, that yeah. just works. It's a thing that works across platforms. Uh, so, 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 yeah, that's a good thing. Although, I, don't you, do you not find, I feel as though when I look at it, and I'm a big 538 fan and I listen to the podcast and stuff like that, but there's sort of like five, when 538 and basketball come together, it's like, well, first, step one, suck the joy out of everything. And step two, get a lot of other people to do a lot of work for you and then create an average out of it. I mean, that's basically what they do, right? There is a little bit of that. It drains some of the mystery. I mean, I'm looking right now at the number four seed, Arizona, and when you tell me they have a 1% chance of winning the NCAA tournament, that's yeah. a little sad, right? Well, I kind of want to believe even a four seed has a better chance than that. You're telling me essentially they're not going to win the NCAA They have a kaiju only... starting at center from an interdimensional portal <laughs> in the bottom I mean. of the ocean. Even DeAndre Ayton can't win the NCAA tournament <laughs> for him. So, yeah, it does take a little bit of the varnish off. I agree. Um, so another thing, we, does anybody just want to talk about the datafication here? I mean, well, I was just going to say it only matters if it's right. 
you know, and that's why people like this. I mean, Nate Silver told us a lot of things yeah. <laughs> the national election that turned out to be wrong. And that he loved us. Right. Which right. also not true, I think. So, you know, I, I would love to see what his actual results are. You know who is right a lot of the time? Who? Ken Palm. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, uh, the, uh, to, you know, just to show, what is the effect of all this stuff? Uh, one effect is that is that if this really if, if David and Goliath really was the first sports story, yeah. uh, you know, and David had like a one in a million chance, right. and people became accustomed to realizing that, that the David and Goliath aspect of March Madness was an optical illusion based on the data, mm-hmm. uh, they might tune out. Well, Nate Silver would have said that ultimately, you know, he gave David a one one percent chance to win, and then it happened, and so he was not wrong. Yes, that is. I've, I've heard him do that rap <laughs> in other contexts. True. I yeah. resent that. So, yeah. uh, very quickly, Brian, I, I know one of the other thing that you've talked a little bit about, and I have to say that I didn't really get to see the, this this year. But there's, you know, there's this selection show that happens on Sunday where you find out all the brackets, and that's not fundamentally an interesting thing. I mean, I guess it's an interesting thing if you're on a college campus and you're wondering whether your team is going to the big dance. But just like somebody writing names on lines is not yes. fundamentally interesting. So, yeah, take it away. It's become content in a way, hasn't it? You know, it's sort of like we now have an NFL schedule release show on the NFL Network, and that's, that's kind of a similar principle. This one's a little bit older. But it's, kind of, it's also funny because I think what's interesting is you look at Twitter and nobody – really likes the way the NCAA bracket is announced, right? Everybody complains about it. It's sort of like the Oscars broadcast where you earn your Twitter merit badge by complaining about how long it is or about mm-hmm. how the second of the three of three and a half hours is, is really boring and they need to figure out how to do montages better and stuff. Everybody gets really, really mad at this thing as if, you know, no, and, but nobody quite says, why don't they just release this on Twitter, you know, at 6 o'clock Eastern on Sunday afternoon? They just say, can we just get it into 30 minutes? Can you just give us the, the West bracket first and then tell us the at-large teams? I, I, I find that to be very, very funny. Yeah. I, I think also having as an analyst this year, Sam Nunberg, was uh, a bad call. <laughs> uh, I, don't think he, I don't think he added anything to this. Uh, well, Brian Curtis, great to hear from you again. Uh, we're going to go to Julia for, for a few matchups here uh, towards the end of this segment. Brian Curtis is the editor-at-large uh, at The Ringer, uh, which is a terrific site to read about not just sports, but entertainment and all kinds of other stuff, too. Uh, and, and Brian, the the, the podcast is terrific. I'm really having a lot of fun with it. Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. All right. Press box. Check that out. Make that Put that on your phone. Do that. All right. So we've got a little bit of time left in this segment. Uh, Julia Pistel, for those of you just tuning in, and also those who turned off the radio and then turned it back on to see if this was still on. Um, <laughs> yes. That, all kinds of people like a that. A larger group. <laughs> <laughs> They're still doing this? So Julia has, is, uh, is handicapping the brackets this year by uh, looking up uh, the locations of each school on TripAdvisor to see if there's anything fun to do there at the school if you're a tourist. Yeah. So, so give us a – run a couple of other matchups. I am very sad to hear that Arizona has such a low chance of winning um, from Nate Silver because um, I'm really excited. They have a miniature museum that is apparently not great for children. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. Um, but that's up against one of the other really, really funny wait, no, ones. Wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. What is the miniature? Like miniature what? Miniature, like, miniature, everything? like miniature, furniature. Miniature, oh, miniature furniture. Or like stuff. little miniature scenes. Miniature stuff. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, miniature what yeah. was the second but, one? But uh, 
miniature stuff. Like it's miniature little, stuff. They've got. Why little, wouldn't that be good for children? They put I the don't stuff in their know. Mouths? It's mysterious. They get lost. Okay. That's okay. why I'm so excited about it. Okay. But that's up against one of the other most ridiculous things, which Buffalo has a replica statue of David, and the TripAdvisor review is, "Why is this here?" Which I think is just like, hilarious. Like the David, like the the yeah. Michelangelo David. Oh, that yeah. was snarky TripAdvisor, huh? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. really? That's a that's a. Bill, have you shade. seen the internet? Come on. Could I could I say one thing about the, could I no. say one thing about the statue of David in Buffalo? Yes. One word: shrinkage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. very cold in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, another really good one is Cincinnati has the American Sign Museum. So that's a bunch of neon signs. That's fun, but that's up against Georgia State, which has a Walking Dead tour led by an extra. From The Walking Dead. I mean, and so you come must on, be picking them to great. win the whole thing. I mean, seriously, that that's pretty much it right there. Right? I mean, yeah, that's amazing. But yeah. I can't pick them to win the whole thing because, like, the big heavy hitters, like these are. Oh, this is a six seed and an eleven seed, but NASA for Houston versus whale watching at San Diego State. Those are like the two coolest things in the world. No, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead really? win it all. Yeah. Wow, you were really all in on Georgia State. Oh yeah. Fifteen C. Yeah, I just changed. I'm I'm throwing <laughs> Michigan State and Virginia out. I also really like. I actually I don't know. Did LIU have they played? They've yet? lost. They lost last they night. They lost. Yeah. Oh yeah. darn! Because they had a cool axe throwing place. Well, they're in Brooklyn. They're, what do you mean? They're throwing hipsters are throwing axes in Brooklyn? Of course they are. <laughs> Come on. Artisanal axes right. that they spent five years making each axe, right? Axes yeah. in guitar yeah. into a mosh pit. It's, right. not, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, but Villanova has indoor skydiving. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Well, how, wait, how can you have indoor skydiving? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I spent a maximum of three minutes on each school. Well, we could speculate on how you <laughs> have indoor sky, skydiving. All right, so you get the last, uh, I don't know, you want to do some more actual basketball analysis on this? I would, I would like to announce that I am actually, I'm seriously, well, as seriously as I get about this, I am picking Arizona to win the whole thing. I didn't even know about the miniature museum. I don't, I don't especially like the miniature museum the more I hear about it, but it doesn't make me like Arizona more. But they have like, really like, I feel like it's Guillermo del Toro's year, right? So like he won a lot of Oscars. Pacific Rim is his movie. There is a kaiju monster playing for Arizona. So I'm going with the kind of Guillermo del Toro theme here. Okay. Well, first of all, um, I want to I want to just uh, add one sentence to what I said before about UConn. That is, yes, you can't go back to the Yankee Conference or short seasons or uh, a lot well, of other West things, Palisoo, but you could. Yeah. But you could. Yeah. Who was a neighbor of mine in Farmington, a wonderful man. Uh, however, you could uh, go back to the Big East hat in hand and beg them to, to, to take you in so that you were playing real rivals, schools that people in Connecticut had already heard of before the uh, tournament. And uh, where the uh, quality of play is superb. And to do that, you'd give up football, which is costing the university a fortune and which was never Connecticut sport anyway. And you could just like take this huge sports bet that Connecticut made a few years back and decide the, to cut your losses. And uh, and so that would be a really good thing. Second thing, who's who do we want to root for as yeah. opposed to who we're going to root okay. for? Okay. Yeah. We're going to root for Virginia. And we're going to root for Virginia because n- no other team's championship would do so much to frost Coach K at Duke. It would kill him. Okay, I mean, it might actually. It is so bitter and retire. petty. It is bitter and petty. <laughs> and and but that's what having real rivals. You know, that's that's what sports is really all about. You know, in a world where they have a. Okay, lean, I'm going to give you the. And then the other good reason is, yeah, if you really love basketball and you really, you know, remember the days when there were you know real defense being played and real and real plays being no, run. If you appreciate. Well, you don't, you don't like any single aspect of it. There's nothing about it you like, so you can't get to comment. 
then uh, a Virginia victory would be uh, would would uh, would bring some of that back. I just want to say, Julia, that you know, Bill, his hatred of Coach K and his ha- hatred of Duke, he doesn't even see the Lemur Center that's there. There's I know. the Lemur Center, <laughs> and he can't even see it because he's so blinded yeah. by rage. Yeah. I know. Blue Devils, yeah. Grace. And by the way, they I think, have the two most hated players. Okay, it's every generation. They had Christian Leitner and yeah. now Grace and Allen. And, and you want to say this is coincidence. Okay, you know, you want to read your Nate uh, Silver, and then you want to say that it's coincidence and the data means nothing. You're like, you're like a lemur trying to see in the bright sunlight. Mm-hmm. You can't see at all. We have to I've, take a break. I've We're going to be back. I've always been a lemur with, trying to see in the bright sunlight. With, with the obscure college president of the year, that's what's coming up next. It's time for March. Today's show was produced by Jonathan Yellow Jackets McPants, Betsy Eagles Kaplan, and me, Kyone Wolf. Amanda Fish is one of the fighting pickerel. The part of Bill Curry was played by Christian Leitner. Tomorrow, a show about Adolf Hitler. And now, back to Bill and Julia. Let's come, university. Hear thy children's song. Grateful hearts now pledge anew, love both true and strong, love for thee. That, of course, I hardly need to tell you, is the alma mater of Lipscomb University. Uh, Lipscomb University is uh, the school that we are featuring this year. Every year when we do this show, we feature a school that's maybe in the big dance for the first time or close to it, uh, or a small, plucky, Cinderella-type school uh, that uh, will be taking on some behemoth. This has led to a very strong relationship over the years between us and Wofford. But Wofford is not in the big dance this year. Uh, But Lipscomb is for the first time ever. The voice that you heard most prominently singing that alma mater was the uh, singer Pat Boone, who attended but did not graduate from Lipscomb University, which is a Christian college based in uh, Nashville. Uh, But he did, uh, along with our guest right now, the president of Lipscomb, uh, tweak the alma mater a little bit, bring it up to date. You are hearing it's being sung in its slightly modified state, I think, for one of the first times ever in that recording. Joining us now is L. Randolph Lowry III, president of Lipscomb University in Nashville. Welcome to our show, uh, Dr. Lowry. Well, thank you so much. I'm actually talking to you from the Cayman Islands, and uh, it's good to talk to you. Appreciate uh, the interest in Lipscomb, and uh, we love Connecticut. I drove through it two weeks ago. <laughs> so you're a well-traveled man if you've gone all the way from Connecticut to the Cayman <laughs> Islands in such a short time. Uh, but did, did, are you have you been sort of taken by surprise by the fact that your uh, small college and unheralded, for the most part, basketball program is, is in the big dance? Well, it is an exciting moment for us. I uh, haven't checked recently, but at one time we were among the five smallest Division One schools in the country, so it obviously uh, is a challenge to create uh, a really, really credible program. Uh, but over the last uh, 10, 12 years, that really has happened, and we're uh, just pleased to be a part of it. So on Friday afternoon, you'll be playing the uh, University of North Carolina Tar Heels. Have you heard of them? Uh, we've heard of them. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> um, and uh, But on the other hand, uh, and I know you're the president of, of the university as opposed to a basketball expert, but at least one basketball expert, Alex Kirshner at SB Nation, thinks that this could be 
a wildly improbable upset that that Lipscomb really has a chance uh, when it walks out on the floor because they're fast. They play an up-tempo game. They force turnovers. They get a lot of defensive rebounds. I would imagine that you would add sort of prayerfulness as another attribute that might help Lipscomb uh, upset this Goliath they're facing. Well, it's going to be an amazing experience, however it turns out. But, you know, there is that real possibility. Uh, North Carolina has not had a season quite as strong as last year. And uh, if Lipscomb could play uh, them uh, all game like we played the first half of the game that got us here, uh, it would be an exciting moment. I would like to also point out that Wofford uh, did beat them during the regular season. They are beatable. They're even beatable by a, a, a smaller uh, school, not completely unlike your own. So, um, you know, if you had to sort of in one sentence describe Lipscomb University, uh, that's probably very hard for a president to do, uh, limiting himself to one sentence. But what would you say? Well, Lipscomb University is a 127-year-old university uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it is a uh, primarily a liberal arts and professional level uh, educational institution. Have about 5,000 college students, and uh, uh, we have the unique circumstance of also running a K through 12 academy. So uh, we actually educate everybody from pre-kindergarten through doctoral programs. And, and Pat Boone did attend that academy, as I understand it. Uh, Pat Boone is a, a colleague and friend of mine. Uh, he graduated from the academy. Exactly. So um, I, I want to ask you a few other questions. There's some fascinating things going on uh, at, at Lipscomb. One of them is, uh, I, I was able to read a little bit about this, but I now I want to know a lot more because the article in the Tennessean that I read was a little incomplete. But it seems as though a Nashville repertory theater company and your uh, drama department are, are combining to do a performance of Inherit the Wind. And if I divined correctly what was being said, Said in this article, it seems as though maybe the cast would include some, maybe some Lipscomb students who who really are uh, interested in and maybe even adherents of creation science. Uh, you know that may have happened since I left town. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, that, you more, you know more about it, having read the Tennessean than I have that article. Uh, but certainly, uh, our College of Entertainment and the Arts uh, tries to do uh, thoughtful and challenging projects many times uh, in cooperation with professional companies or professional orchestras and symphonies. And uh, so it wouldn't surprise me they put a, an interesting uh, combination together. And your biology department does include creation science texts, right, in its curriculum? Uh, it would. And uh, we would take a, uh, a strong Christian view of uh, how uh, the world was created. But I think we also would recognize that uh, uh, we work really hard to understand science and what it can tell us as well. So um, I, I, well, I want to bring up the uh, horrible uh, scandal that hangs over the Lipscomb Athletic Program, and that is that you guys are the Bisons, which is not technically <laughs> a, a plural, right? I mean, the plural of bison is bison. So uh, can well, you address I, this as an educator? Well, when I first got to Lipscomb, uh, obviously that was something that uh, drove me a little bit crazy. Uh, actually, we did some investigation and did find a uh, dictionary that uh, did uh, include the plural. And uh, so uh, I feel somewhat vindicated. But, you know, in reality, there are things that become traditions, and uh, people love those traditions, even if they're not always accurate. So so you are and forever will be the Bisons. I understand that the, the nickname's about 80 years old and, and kind of maybe even has something to do with the foundation of a basketball program at Lipscomb and going to the sports store to, to buy jerseys or something? 
I uh, don't know that story, but I do know that bison were in Nashville walking uh, uh, near the rivers uh, in town. In fact, there's a, uh, a large boulevard that has bison uh, walking down it to commemorate that. So there is some connection to the national environment. So um, is there maybe one last thing that you'd like to say about an, on an inspirational basis? I mean, it must, first of all, tear your heart out that you're in the Cayman Islands uh, with your team facing uh, the University of North Carolina tomorrow. How, how will you stay in touch with them spiritually? Well, I will actually be there. Oh, I you'll be there. I off a cruise ship uh, <laughs> and... Uh, I'll fly back to Charlotte this afternoon, so I intend to be at the game and be there to cheer them on. Uh, I think our athletic program, you know, what we seek to be is really the best uh, Christian Division One program in the country, and by that, I have a real interest in the academic performance. We've won the academic trophy in our conference the last four years. I also have a tremendous interest in the character of those who uh, play uh, every single team at Lipscomb goes on a mission trip and seeks to, you know, be part of our humanitarian uh, contribution to the world. And then I hope we're really good athletically, and I meet with the coaches periodically, and while I love the academic and I love the service, I love to win, too. So uh, I hope they will uh, take that seriously as they do. It's really not our first time to the NCAA in all sports. We've been there several times in volleyball and baseball and women's basketball, but it is the first and exciting time for men's basketball. So, um, speaking, I, I think you're far too gracious a person, Dr. Lowry, to bring this up. But doesn't it seem to you a little dad-gummed odd that you have to play North Carolina in Charlotte? <laughs> well, you know, as I understand, at least there's a rumor out that they uh, want to be uh, very kind to those uh, teams that have been there often. And uh, those of us coming for the first time, you know, I have to expect that it will uh, take a few visits before we're treated uh, quite that way. But, you know, whether it's a filled stadium in Charlotte or it's a filled stadium somewhere else, they got 40 minutes of basketball to play. And uh, I'm hopeful they surprise people like we did at Florida Gulf Coast. They come out of the box uh, and score a bunch of points. And the crowd even says, whoa, let's root for the underdog. All right. I think a lot of people will be doing that. Uh, and I want to thank you very much for taking a time out. Dr. L. Randolph Lowry III, president of Lipscomb University in Nashville. Go Bisons! Well, thank you much. But it really should be bison. Um, all right. So uh, in a way, uh, Julia Pastel and Bill Curry are still here. By the way, if you're still listening, tweet us at WNPR Colin. I have we a need suggestion for the president. I just think he should uh, hire Julia. Right to just research his, his, his all the highlights on his campus, his, his, and then just have a little cheat sheet he can take to these interviews so that he actually knows what's happening. Right, he also loves to travel, so she could look yeah. up some destinations for yeah. him. So and, one and of the things Julia has done this year is she is actually the only thing that Julia has done this year, but it was a very laborious enterprise was to. Uh, scout each one of these bracket schools on TripAdvisor. So mm. looking at that Lipscomb-North Carolina matchup, what do you see there? Okay, well, uh, Lipscomb's in Nashville, and Nashville is really cool. So yeah. what I chose to represent them is not too shabby. It's RCA Studio B, where Elvis recorded. So mm -hmm. that's really cool. However, that is a pretty hip choice on your part. Uh, I know. You a lot of... However, yeah. North Carolina, the number one attraction here was the Basketball Museum. So huh. they are, like, all in just for themselves. So I actually gave it to North well, Carolina. It doesn't get any more American than that, huh? 
I know. And yeah. I was surprised they were the only ones. So you sort of picked Michael Jordan over Elvis is what you just did. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the hottest matchup there is. But, of course, you have to pick Michael Jordan. All right. We've got uh, – by the way, we, we should say that Julia is one of the founding members of CT Improv. CT Improv in their fabulous new theater downtown. We should plug this while you're here. And it's almost never dark there at night. There's almost always something happening at CT Improv. If you have an empty Tuesday night in your life to fill, they probably uh, can fill it for you. Is, is there anything in particular you wanted to mention that's coming up? Or? Oh, man, we have so much great stuff coming up. We have a, a comedy cage match coming up on Friday. Um, so that's three teams compete and you vote. So it's just like this. You go in with zero knowledge and then make a big life-changing decision. Well, <laughs> see, see what she could bring that guy from Lipscomb? Yeah, right. she, you know, yeah, she didn't have to hesitate. Right. Do you, think, do you ever anticipate Bill Curry performing at CT Improv? Oh I've performed gosh. there many times. Yeah, so. um, that would be really, really wonderful. Yeah, great yeah. You're invited. Yeah. You're officially invited. And mm-hmm. we also have a big uh, comedy improv festival coming up with improvised hip hop um, as our headliner. So it'll I'd be have really to be cool. funnier than I am on the show. Though, no, you I? just I mean, have to just... be yourself, and then we just tear tear you. Apart. Oh, you laugh at me. Oh, well, that would be great. <laughs> So we've got so, just a, a minute or two left. Uh, we might be able to get back to Julia for one last matchup, but what have you got here? Give me, give me 60 say, seconds. I, I want to give you two things. What, Don't uh, talk about UConn again. Talk about something else. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I think we should uh, – I want to tie together all these themes. All right. One, uh, we should go to Nate Silver and have him handicap the likelihood of the winner of this tournament having the title revoked due to the uh, FBI investigation, remembering that Duke, Kentucky, uh, Michigan State, Maryland, North Carolina – uh, 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 Kansas, all under investigation. Villanova, uh, Virginia, uh, half the top-ranked teams. There's a there's a 38 percent chance of some, you know, or 14 percent chance of the number one seed making it. There's a 50 percent chance that whoever makes it, the title will be revoked. That's time for action. The second thing is about UConn, but it's about the women. And I would just say this: all that I said about going back in time to a different, uh, to when this game was played differently, and I think less athletically but better. Boy, you got to take hats off to Gina Oriema. This is the as good a sports program, at professional or college, in any sport that I myself have ever seen. Uh, People are saying this might be the it, best uh, UConn team ever. Uh, I, I saw, saw I, that article. Okay, so we had about a minute, less than a minute left, Julia. Who who do you have winning? Who's who, at the end of the whole thing? I chose based on sheer awesomeness, New Mexico State because they have a giant Roadrunner sculpture made out of crutches and keyboards, and mm-hmm. I want to see that. So I was really excited about them. Also in my final four was West Virginia. Um, they have a Morgantown History Museum, and the review was more than just Don Knotts, which if there's a <laughs> how slogan. Can there be? How can there be wow. more than just wow. Don Knotts? All right. We have to stop there. Once again, thanks, as usual, to Bill Curry and Julia Pastel. They will Julia be back beats me again. Next year and next uh, year and next it. year until the end of time. I'm finished. Uh, until kaijus uh, pour out of the ocean floor and kill us all, Ken which might happen actually next week. Mm-hmm.